are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Freeform Rock Podcast. Today, we are doing Van Halen's A Different Kind of Truth. And there's a different kind of truth as far as different opinions. So, we aren't just me and Mark Alden Taylor. We are also joined by the great Ralph Vieira and James West. How are you both doing, Ralph and James? Well, t James, tell, tell them how you're doing, because in my case, it's none of Lee's business how I'm doing. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right, man. Hanging in there. I'm happy to be on with all you guys, man. I, I, I love you guys. And um, it's the first time I got to talk to Ralph. Hell yeah. And uh, I'm I'm a big fucking Ralph Vieira fan and supporter, man. He is right podcast royalty as far as I'm concerned. And uh, I'm honored to speak to him, man. I, I fucking love him and, and everything he does on YouTube and Facebook. And I consider Ralph my friend. What a okay. cool fucking guy, and you rule, brother. Thanks well, so much thank for all you, you do, man. Thank you, and the feelings are uh, mutual, and I really do uh, appreciate how uh, you're always sharing my stuff. And I don't even ask you to. You know no, what I'm man. It's the best, so I'm sharing the fucking best. And I really do uh, appreciate that. You know, I, I, I feel honored, bro, that you would go out of your way and promote my shit. Well, same same here, man. You know, I've been a fan for a long time. I, I found you when you did the Kiss reviews, and then uh, I started listening to the Combat podcast very early on. Um, in my opinion, it's the fucking greatest podcast there ever ever was. And uh, I, I, agree. I agree with you, brother. That's that's the, the no no podcast going to be better than Rock and Metal Combat podcast. Fuck no, Fuck yeah, no. that You're was the best hands guess, down bro. and. Uh, Nothing will ever uh, dethrone it. Period. You That's guys had, right. You guys That's had way too much chemistry. Right. <laughs> hey, it's damn fucking right, man. That, that's the best fucking podcast there, there ever will be, as far as I'm concerned, man. And, uh, you know, I was a diehard supporter from the beginning, and uh, I just love everything that Ralph does, man. I think he's fucking awesome. Thank you, brother. I really do appreciate that. And I agree. I am awesome. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Don't laugh! Hey, man, I'd rather be... I love be... everything that Ralph does, too, unless he gets shitty on me, and then I don't. <laughs> well, that's why but I, I everything's cool. I'm, I'm drunk, but I'm not so drunk, or I will go ballistic. Everything's yeah. cool till the Bond poopy hits the fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you shut up! <laughs> don't talk about that! Please, I'm not please, drinking please. today. It's too early. Please, say hi to my kitties on your curtain. Hey, um, I haven't counted them, but let's say I would be happy if there's at least 40. Say hi to them for me, you motherfucker. Hi, 40 kitties <laughs> from Ralph the Titty Bitty. Titty Bitty. Thank you. Titty bitty. <laughs> yeah. 
There should be a serial Dr. Fuck and the Strawberry Kitty Titties. <laughs> Dr. Fuck the Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, how, how smack him a gal. <laughs> Yeah, smack them a gob. So I, I, yeah, smack, smack those magobs. Don't right. don't say them. I, I mean, it would be in your best interest not to say that to a magob. If you say smack them a gob, no, the Irish guy is gonna be man. What do you mean smack them a gob? And then you say no, smack them a gob, and he says you mean fried. Trout with toast, and you say yes, that's a schmack. And he goes, "Okay, buddy, let me buy you a drink." Hey, Mark, uh, you're gonna edit all that babble, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was, I was just <laughs> that's wondering. the thing. I was wondering when how you, you got me. You got filler, and you got filler beyond the fat. <laughs> so, uh, how you guys doing during this lockdown sequestered shit? Sucks. <laughs> I yeah, miss China. Me too, dude. dude. Me too. Oh, oh my god, you're even worse because you got that hot girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can't fuck your hot girlfriend. Well, no, she she's uh she lives separate from me, man, and, and her dad just has some uh heart surgery, so uh, I had to be real careful and not go over there. I'm actually going over there this evening to eat dinner. With them, we're going to like eat outside and everything. But um, no, I haven't been able to uh, get her over here in a few months now. So uh, yeah, I'm hurting too, man. Yeah, man, it's bad. You know, I got my I got my little side pieces. You know, I ain't got no girlfriend, but you know, I got some side pieces that you know I talk to on the phone and and I masturbate while I talk to them. I mean, it's really bad. <laughs> Thanks for calling my girlfriend hot, man. She is beautiful and wonderful. I love her to death, man. She's a good woman. Man. It's a beautiful girl, dude. It's just a shame that you're dating her because I, I have too much respect <laughs> for you to hit on her, bro. I love <laughs> you too much that I will not hit on that beautiful girl of yours. Now, if that was Lee's girl, you know I'd be banging her right now. Hey, <laughs> you better believe this. I'm pissed off because whenever I look at myself in the mirror and I get too drunk and I think of myself as a woman and I try to kiss myself oh. on the lips, I feel nothing but the mirror. And then I smash the mirror and say, fuck it. And say, oh my God, what did I do? Did I smash my girlfriend? Then I realized I smashed myself. Then I get another mirror. But I realized it's only me. But You're... at least I've got me. But I can't kiss me. <laughs> hey, are you are you acting like your Buffalo Bob or something? Dancing in front of the mirror with a cape? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, dude. Damn. He's got a lot going he on. He doesn't have there. to tuck it between his legs because there ain't nothing there. It tucks its shirt in or it gets the hose again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lee, how, how, how bad is it now that you can't walk outside and see chicks with their tuck, shirts tucked in? That must be torture for you. Listen, I'm going to be really truthful here. I can still walk outside and there are still some women who wear 
their shirts tucked in. Not a lot, but at least a woman with her shirt tucked in is good. But once in a while, there's still people walking down the street. It's not so dead as the Night of the Comet where there was a like a comet that exploded everything and nobody is around. I know that movie. Yeah. Well, at least you get to see chicks with their shirts tucked in. That's the equivalent of me getting laid. You know? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> exactly. So in fact, I'm doing pretty well. Wait a minute, go. where are they? Hey! Man, where are you? I miss having my face soaked in vagina juice. Yes, man. Yes, yes, yes. It's terrible, man. <laughs> it terrible. Sucks. The shit's got to get over with, dude. Oh my god! And I feel bad for the next chick I bang. She's gonna need a wheelchair. <laughs> That's what I told my girlfriend. Pretty much, man. <laughs> <laughs> Saving it all up, dude. <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna it's be gonna a brutal. Once I'm done, I think I'm gonna invite two of them over. I, I, I just need a fucking. I need a threesome now, man. <laughs> I'm thinking that there's a possibility that I could probably get someone over in my place now that the once the coronavirus is over, I'll say, hey, man, you know, come with me. And whoever I point to will come with me. <laughs> hey, hey, Lee, Lee, did you get your Trump check? No. Well, when you do, not that I know of. When you do, send it to me because when I use money, I pay girls to take their clothes off. Uh, the opposite. <laughs> you. you pay girls to put their clothes on and tuck it in. Give it to me. If you do want. not deserve that money. In fact, <laughs> if I could do a minus money to Ralph campaign, I would do it. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You put that on yourself, buddy, with your bad taste. <laughs> Don't stop believing. Hey, shut up! <laughs> shut believing. up! I want you to shut up! I want you to shut up! Hey, Lee, here I am with open arms. <laughs> hey, no! Yeah. Hey, no! Give me a hug. Uh, Come on, I Lee, do. you know you're stone in love. Uh, that that you, are you gonna shut up? Are you going to shut up? Hey man, that picture of Lee with that fucking sex doll is maybe the greatest picture ever. I just want to say that. Hey man, it might you know, be the greatest that picture is the great, ever. That that, that is, is a great. Fucking that is picture. that is the great. That is that is. God, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta get this me a hilarious. Second, one of these things happen again. <laughs> James, I want to tell you honestly the the um idea I mean why I got those dolls and they aren't really dolls, they were mannequins. But the thing is, I was with a friend and they were somehow someone was throwing out mannequin head dolls. And I was like cool and i and i said can i have a couple of them and and the guy was acting a little bit funny like well <laughs> why yeah. or, or like what, what what the hell like like 
But but he said, okay. But then I saw there were about 10 of them. I wanted about 10. But he said, uh, keep it at about two. And I went, okay, well, at least as long as you let me have two, I'm cool. <laughs> but but he, uh, he wouldn't so. have let me have um, more. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, what what what's he going to do with them? Yeah, he's wanting the same about you. So you actually had you actually had, <laughs> you actually had so your threesome with the two mannequins. You freaked out a freak. <laughs> but at least I got to, and that was cool. All right, and yeah, one that of them picture is awesome. Her <laughs> name was Bonnie, and that was because her name was Bonnie. Bonnie. It was. <laughs> it was. Then sold on the back of her neck, Bonnie. That was oh, wow. her name. So I called her Bonnie because that was the name they gave her. The other one, I think her name was Shelby, but I forget. But I think her name was Shelby. But they were uh -huh. both written on them. Oh, you know, yeah. I've, I've been having a lot of problems sleeping lately. Lee, can you call me tonight and give me that story again? <laughs> Because I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, will I? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The shit right, that uh, Ralph and Lee I, does together is awesome, too. <laughs> Lee's awesome. I, I love Lee. Stupid yeah, guy. yeah. I mean, I mean, believe it or not, I, 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 I love screaming, but I also love to talk, and I love hearing you talk, and I love everything. Cool. You guys, yeah. you guys want to get into the review now? <laughs> Why not? Before Lee tells another story like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quick. Half our audience just left or fell asleep. <laughs> All right, let's. Go. <laughs> All right, so we're doing a different kind of truth by uh, Van Halen, not Van Hagar, and it's the return of David Lee Roth to Van Halen. This album was our 12th studio album, and it's American Hard Rock, released February 7, 2012, by Interscope Records. First full-length album of material with lead singer Daily Roth since 1984. All right, we all we all know about this band. We don't have to get into specifics about this band because we all know. <laughs> so, let's get into the album, shall we? Let's see right here. And then we get to the first song on the album, which was the first single, "Tattoo." What do you think about that one, Ralph? I dig it. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's a really bad, that's a really bad first single. And I'm like, well, it's not one of my favorite songs on here, so I kind of agree. But at the same time, you released the best song on this album as a single. It still would have done shit because we live in a fucking, you know, well, who was it? Was it Adele that, that came in number one and knocked it off the top of the charts? You know, that shit like only like posers care about. You know, it's just, it doesn't matter what single would have been on this, off this album. It still would have not done well because we live in a climate where this music for the popular trendy culture, uh, you, know, the, you know, they don't care for this shit. Now, as far as this song, man, there's far better songs on here, but this song is fun. I have no problem with it. I think it's a fun tune. It's got... The, the the cool Dave lyrics, you know, when I flex uh, Elvis talks or whatever the fuck he says. It's just cool shit. It's a good tune. 
it's uh you know it's 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 van halen you know it starts off with that you know the the classic eddie little simple solo and right there off the bat you know you know right there right when that song starts you know sammy's no longer there because it's Damn got right. the vibe again it's got that sound the the organic fucking nature and even the song's got like keyboards but it, it, it ain't that sappy keyboard shit and it fits well i love the song and i make no bones about it and whoever doesn't like the song hey that's cool man but you can't tell me it's a bad song right lee um a yeah, shut I up can. it's a bad song <laughs> but no i only said that because you asked me to say it yeah but, but you can't no. tell you can't say to me that it's a bad song to me you well, can't. it's impossible. What I think. It's like me saying to you, you like chicks with their clothes off. It just ain't going to happen. <laughs> um, I actually do, but but uh, let's not talk about that. No, you don't. But anyway. That's why you don't like tattoos. You're a homo. Hey, <laughs> I don't. Hey, no, no. I'm I'm home now, <laughs> but hey, to me, if this was the first song off of the Kara's Flowers album, I think it was cool. But for Van Halen, the album started weak. It's not a horrible song, but it sounds a little bit stale, like they were trying to be too modern and wanted a hit. That's what I thought. I don't hear nothing modern about this shit. Yeah. Hey, man, you 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 haven't heard any other modern stuff. I hear a lot of stuff. But uh, I, you got but, me. But, but, but but I I sympathize with you. So what do you think about it, James? Well, in my opinion, this song jams. Ross' voice sounds damn good here. Eddie's guitar tone sounds perfect. There's a nice rhythm to this song. It's definitely got some hooks. Ed Solo, he, he just lets it rip here. And fucking King Edward's lead, lead makes this song cook to me. I dig it. I think the next song should have been the first single, then this song. But uh, I think it's a really catchy song, and it's the real Van Halen. They're back. And you can just tell, even with this song, man, that organic feel like Ralph's talking about. Ed's guitar tone is back. I didn't really like it on some of those Van Hagar albums. It, it just, his sound has changed. And to hear Ralph's voice again totally makes me happy. So uh, I dig this song, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I bought this, this as a single off iTunes before the album was released, and I loved it then i love it now but then i got heard the rest of the album and then and another song became my favorite off here but this is a great song to open and show you that roth is back with van halen i really love roth with van halen you know there's nothing wrong with it i think it's the best and then we get to the next track uh she's the woman which james picked as one of his tracks on here so here's uh she's the woman by van halen on the freeform rock podcast <laughs>
with a Chevy for my summer home. Let's get the party started. It's looking like the city told my other apartment. that was she's the woman why did you pick that track james okay this is my favorite song on the album i think it should have been the first single listen to wolfgang on bass just killing it this is my van halen hell yeah i respect michael anthony and he's a good nice guy but i prefer wolfgang after hearing this album oh my god and uh, <laughs> he, he's a hey hey man he he is a third van halen he's got that talent naturally you listen to this album he's all over the base dude i mean i'm i'm not saying michael anthony can't play that stuff but i haven't heard it and back in the day i, I would have been happy as hell if billy sheehan would have joined van halen in my opinion this song rocks hard. Eddie's tone with his signature amps and guitars. Man, he's just got the best rock tone ever on guitar. You don't get better than Eddie Van Halen and his sound, man. It's just the best. Alex Van Halen and Wolfgang are tight as hell on his song. And uh, I love Roth's lyrics and singing on this one. He is the only fucking voice of Van Halen. That's what I think. What do you think about it, Ralph? Oh, this song smokes, man. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm with James, man. I mean, for a guy like Michael Anthony and, you know, but technically, I mean, who the fuck is going to say fucking Michael Anthony's technically a better player than Wolfgang? You're fucking retarded. You're yeah. beyond retarded. I mean, 
I know we haven't gotten to the song yet, but goddamn Wolfie does some Billy Sheen shit coming up. I mean, come yeah. on. And I'm not taking nothing away from Michaels because Michael was perfect for Van Halen. He was perfect. He's got the perfect backing vocals. He's no slouch on bass. He's a good bass player. I don't think he's a oh, bad yeah. bass player at all. But Wolfgang destroys him badly. I mean, badly. I mean, and to think Wolfgang, I've read, is the most talented on drums. If he is fucking better on drums than on bass, then fucking man, we got somebody to take over fucking Neil Peart's part. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's a, and it's an awesome song. And, you know, here's another thing that pissed me off about fucking posers out there that complain about this album having too many songs that were demos back in the day. Motherfucker, Van Halen, the whole six-pack had demos. From the last goddamn song on 84, House of Pain, was, that yeah. was before the first album. You got a few on Diver Down. You got... Uh, uh, some on, on Fair Warning, you got uh, a bunch on Van Halen 2 and shit, you know, basically all Van Halen 1. And they're doing the same shit here that they've done in the past. There's more songs on this album. There's the lo longest uh, Van Halen album with Roth. I wouldn't know if Sammy Hagar had longer albums because I stay away from crap like that. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's... Uh, it's fucking awesome. This is a great song. It's I, uh, Yeah, Wolfie comes right out of the gate. Let you know what's up. And another thing, too. The greatest harmonies ever in rock is Michael Anthony and Eddie Van Halen. You know who the second best is? Eddie Van Halen and Wolfgang. Because what they do in backing vocals, they're fucking amazing as well. So fucking put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> what did you think about it, Lee? Hell yeah. Oh, my favorite song on the album. It's as good as the original stuff they did before Roth left the band. Ten thumbs up. I, I love the grinding rhythm, and I, I said the same thing about Wolf. He can play classic Halen drums and the Halen groove. This song rules. <laughs> I can Damn love right. And then we get to the next song, which is You and Your Blues. What do you think about that one, uh, Ralph? I love that fucking song. That song reminds me of something that could have been on Diver Down. It's got that Cool melodic. You know, when I first got this album, this was the song that stood out to me, believe it or not. I was like, God yeah. damn, this song is catchy. It's got a good hooks. It's fucking awesome. I, I, I love this song. Uh, Dave sounds a little, you know, a rough around the edges in some parts, but it doesn't it doesn't destroy the song for me. I think this is maybe the, the song with the most hooks on the album. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. there's there's been songs that have surpassed it later on. When I've grown, but this is the one that got me on first list. I was like, dude, this song is awesome. And again, the brilliance of David Lee Roth lyrics. I mean, I put him up there with Bon Scott. He's one of the greatest lyricists ever. The way he, he, he phrases shit and the words he uses. I mean, he ain't talking about, you know, you know, I'm up for breakfast and bullshit like that. Or, you know, oh, pound <laughs> cake. I mean, what the fuck, man? This is like a real shit. man music. You know? Damn right. Uh, I love I love this song. It's awesome. Love it. What'd you think about it, James? Man, you and your blues. I, I love the way Ed's guitar and Roth's voice come in together. I think Roth has some damn good vocal tracks on here. And I love the harmonies and the bridge and the chorus. 
fucking great bass line by Wolfgang. Nice riff on the outro as well. I love this song. I think the, the harmonies are great. And uh, Ed and Wolfgang just have some great backing vocals there. And uh, I don't think anything's missing without Michael Anthony. I'm sorry, but I always mm-hmm. liked Ed's voice better than Michael Anthony. Sometimes Michael Anthony got uh, too high for me. It just sounded womanish. And uh, I love Ed and Wolfgang together, man. That, that makes me happy. And uh, this is the best fucking Van Halen lineup. Uh, I'll go ahead and say it. Did you ever hear uh, Eddie sing lead on uh, one song with Gary Sharon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know that's that's not great. He doesn't have a great voice, but Eddie and Wolfgang together, just like Eddie and, and Michael Anthony together, it, it works. His voice works there. And uh, I, I don't think you're missing a whole lot with Wolfgang doing the backups there with, with Ed, man. It sounds fucking great to me, man. And the harmonies are there in the bridge and the chorus. And, uh, Thing to do a great job, and Wolfgang's just destroying the bass, man. I don't know. Have you, have you heard Michael Anthony sing DOA alone, or or somebody get me a doctor? Let me tell you something. That shit's so bad that Yoko Ono looked at him and said, "That's some good singing." <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, Michael Anthony ain't shit without Edward. Trust me. A lot of people, oh Michael, Michael Anthony sucks alone as a vocalist. He's the best. With, oh. with Eddie, but oh. without with nobody, he sucks. He's he's almost as bad as Hagar. When I saw them in concert with Van Hagar, I, all I saw was Michael Anthony and Sammy off the mic. I never saw Eddie really go to the mic and sing anything. Well, that's because you saw Sammy Hagar, fucking Van Hagar. But well, I saw the real deal, and Sam, Eddie was right there at the mic, man. <laughs> Why you think you think Eddie wants to sing with Sammy on stage? He'd be embarrassed. <laughs> embarrassed. When He's I saw, fucking embarrassed. Well, when I saw them with Roth and no Michael Anthony, I didn't see Eddie at the mic either. So it was just Wolf. Oh, no, no, not me. I saw the fucking second night of the reunion tour, man, and Ed and Wolfgang were fucking doing the harmonies great. And he was just 16 then. That show was fucking awesome, man. All right. What do you think about this song, Lee? The song references are interesting. And I like the second part where the guitar solo comes in, but it's not my favorite song on here. I like it better than Hear About It Later, which it somewhat sounds like a little bit, but there's mm-hmm. other songs on here I like better. I, I like the guitar tone on this song, and it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, well, no, with the guitar tone, it sounds a little bit like when he was in Van Hagar a little bit, and then he changes it up. And then, uh, I think it's missing Anthony's highs, but it's a great song and it kicks ass. I think Anthony is a better backing vocalist than Wolf, but Wolf is a better bass player than Anthony, so I give him that. And the bass on this album is fantastic. And then we get to, yeah. then we get to the next song, Chinatown, which James picks. So here's Chinatown by Van Halen on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> Bye. 
Okay, James, why'd you pick that track? Dude, this is my second favorite song on the album, and sometimes it's my first. It goes back and forth with She's a Woman. This this song is classic Van Halen, man. A fucking, uh, it's, it's just a sound that I love. Eddie and Wolfgang tapping together at the beginning. This song destroys any fucking Van Hagar. It's by fucking light years. Eddie's got the fire back in his plan that he had when Rolf was in the band. And now that Rolf's back, he's got the fucking fire back in his plan. And uh, listen to that solo rip on here with Woofy all over the bass under that solo and tapping along at the end of it. You know, he's just got that Van Halen talent you can't beat. And Alex is playing his ass off on this one, too. He's fucking playing great. Wolfgang and Roth coming back, just bring that Van Halen magic, man. You know, this is fucking Van Halen, dude. What'd you think about it, Roth? Hell yeah, this is the one I was talking about, man. He sounds like Billy Sheen in the beginning of the song. He's like right there with his dad, doing the tapping and shit. I mean, the guy's fucking, the kid is phenomenal. Oh, but he's overweight. You know, what do you want, a date? You want to suck his dick? 
Seriously. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? Oh, because he's fat, I don't like him. You're a fucking... You're, you suck! And you want to suck Wolfie's dick if he was skinny. You fucking poser. Fucking Wolfgang rules. I don't give a fuck how fat he is. You know why? Because I like women. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just oh, funny. Shit. People make fun of Vince Neil, John Oliva. They make fun of all the rock stars that got fat. Well, they fucking got old and they like food. What's the big deal? Wow. Yeah. You know what's the best, you know what's the best Mark? What? When you see fat people make fun of Vince <laughs> Neil. That's the funny. Yeah. When you see fat people make fun of fat Vince, I'm like, uh, really? If you were famous, believe me, you'd be in those memes, you fucking, you fatty. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with being fat, okay? Die, but fuck it. You know, if people die because they're fat, at least they live their life like they wanted to. I respect Vince Neil for saying, fuck that. I'm going to eat a bunch of Cheetos and drink Jack Daniels and tequila because that's what makes me happy. My fucking daughter died of cancer at three years old, you pricks. You don't know what fucking pain is. Fucking hand over that bacon. Fuck yeah, Vince. <laughs> I don't give a fuck how fat Vince Neil is. What the fuck? People suck, man. Especially you fatties out there. You know, I'm, I'm nothing against you being fat. That's cool and all. But you making fun of other fat people? You fucking hypocrite. <laughs> Damn right. So what do you think about that, Lee? Oh, um, this is a great song. Van Halen are proving how great they are with this song. I wish more songs in here were like this. Yeah, this is like in the beginning, like Wolf and uh, Eddie are just kicking it. And then Alex is killing Kill it with his drums. From the beginning, this is like an an ode to old Van Halen here sound here. This was my favorite off the album, but it changed, and I'll tell you when I get to that song. So, and then we get to the next track, Blood and Fire. What'd you think of this one, Ralph? Oh, Blood and Fire is awesome, dude. They played this one when I saw I saw the tour. <laughs> uh, is this the one where he says, "Heard you miss me, I'm back." Yes. Oh, that part, dude. That part. <laughs> and let me hear you. Like, you mean it. Dude, that part, that little breakdown with Dave, it's like, that's David Lee fucking Rob, bitch. It ain't no, hello, baby. <laughs> Fuck you. You should have been on that plane with fucking Big Popper, you prick. This Piece is fucking shit. Van Halen. Look at, you know, the way he phrases that shit, the way he says it. Oh, that, that, dude, David Lee Roth is awesome. And if he was fat as fuck, I'd love him just as much. Thank you. <laughs> What did you think about this, Lee? Oh, I eventually liked some of it, but it's an odd tune. And it's not what I usually would like to hear from Van Halen. It sounds more like it's a song for another band, a band whose music I won't buy. So what did you think about it, uh, James? Man, Blood and Fire, I, I love this opening riff from Eddie, and I love the lyrics from Roth right away. Nobody can tell a story in a song like David Lee Roth. Nice groove in the song, and the chorus sounds great with those harmonies. Ripping solo from Eddie, nice melodies in the solo. Just listen to the master. Damn, that guitar is perfect. Eddie and Roth just have that magic between them that's unmatched, and Wolfgang and Alex are so damn tight. I, I, I love the production on this album. It just sounds so damn good. I love this song. 
Yeah, and he starts off with look at all look at all the people here tonight. This uh, yep. I think it could use some Anthony backing vocals, but it's a perfect song, man. He said it kicks ass. The bridge on this song, well, like Ralph already said, it said uh, love the line. Told you I was coming back. Say you miss me. Say it like you mean it. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> the Dave Swagger yep. is back. And then it goes into a ripping solo. Great song. Also love the line. You can always tell the winners, saints and the sinners down at the starting line. Great song and lyrics. Great fucking song, man. And then we get to the next track, which is Bullethead, which Roth picks. So here's Bullethead by Van Halen on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> Bullethead, why'd you pick that track, Ralph? I've always loved Bullethead. I have this bootleg CD that I got in 1990 at a place called um, Uncle Sam's. There was a bootleg CD called um, Dress to Kill, and the cover is like Van Halen during the Hopper Teacher video where they're all dressed in gold, those gold things. And Bullethead was on there, and it was a really bad-sounding bootleg. Like, it's a live recording off a, you know, tape recorder. Sounded horrible, but yet, even as horrible as it sounded, I was like, holy shit, man, this song is badass, you know? And then when I, I'll never forget when I saw the track listing before the song came out, I was like, holy shit, Bullethead's on here. 
Dude, bullet head on this album's even better. I mean, maybe it's the clarity. I don't know. But the fucking, the lyrics, you know, I'm rolling slowly, but I'm still ahead of you. It's pure fucking David Lee Roth ego fucking glowing in its glorious light because the motherfucker deserves the ego he's got because he is the world's greatest frontman. Hey, I love Queen, but fuck you, Freddie Mercury. It's David Lee Roth, numero uno, and Iggy Pop. Give me a break. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> oh, Iggy right. Pop put fucking peanut butter on himself. Hey, man, David Lee Roth put fucking babes on him. David Lee Roth is the man, the greatest frontman ever. And he proves it with, you know, it's not just, dude, he brings it with the fucking lyrics too, you know? So we all, yeah, yeah. He would take your girlfriend out of the audience and fuck her in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so would Sammy, but Sammy would do it behind his fucking wife's back. See, David, David got, never got married, you know, so he's allowed to fuck all the hoes. Sammy, Sammy's allowed to fuck all the hoes as long as he stops singing about, I love you, baby. Oh, we're, we're baby, together. Baby. Fucking poser. Him and Eddie. They were both singing all these love songs while banging groupies. The fuck? Get the fuck out of here with that. No thing. arms can ever hold you like these arms. Of my... I'll be quiet. Why are you singing Van Hagar songs, dude? <laughs> I know I'm singing the old 20s song. Yeah. 20s, <laughs> not. We are like closest pages in a book. I'll be quiet. All right. So, what do you think of this song, James? Oh man, now here's a fun song. I love this song title. This song kicks serious ass and shows off just how damn good this band is. Uh, weird effect on Eddie's guitar solo. Wasn't kind of crazy about the effect on his guitar, but still a killer solo. The lyrics are fun, and Roth has fun on this tune, man. No, nobody can deliver like Roth, man. He, he is the fucking best. Hands down, man. This no is the contest. real Van Halen. It's no contest, man, with anybody else. The fucking greatest front man ever, man. He will always be the greatest front man it's ever. Like, it's like replacing Daley Roth with Sammy Hagar is like replacing me with fucking Lee Gersman. Hey! <laughs> I agree with now, that. Now, that man. would make me angry if you stopped me. I, I, man, I, I, um, I, you, you, could, you could have me replace you in the prostitution line but then if I saw it was all men I would say I'm sorry I want to give you your post back how dry I am hey <laughs> dry I am hey, hey. No hey man I'm not dry no right problem. now I'm drunk how dry I am hey hey, song. hey. hey you're, 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 you're you're almost making me happy so pull it <laughs> I, I make Alex you all the fucking time, bro. Yeah. Me and your cat curtain. Hey. <laughs> Dude, Alex has the brown sound on his snare drum going during this song, man. He just got, Alex has got that certain snare sound that's just classic Van Halen. He's got it back on this album. And I love the mixing on this album. Eddie's sound is so full. It just sounds fantastic, man. Fantastic. Uh, there's some people, I'm not going to mention his name, that said this album sounds like shit. And, uh, Lee. <laughs> but he's freaking, uh, no, not Lee, some person we both know. Uh, I'm not going to say his name. And uh, Lee, so what do you think of this song? This is one of the best songs on the album. I find nothing wrong to talk about. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a kick-ass beginning, um, kicks-ass Alex and the driving rhythm, killer bridge solo. Uh, there's not a bad song on here yet, and uh, plus the line that uh, David says, uh, some days you're the dog, some days you're the hydrant. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> fucking, fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking. Some days you're getting pissed on. Some days you're the you're the one pissing on someone. <laughs> so it's fucking awesome. Yep. Dave was the hydrant during the nineties, and now uh, you know who. Now you know who the hydrant is. <laughs> and, and, and isn't it ironic? Hydrants are red. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking fuck yeah. locker. Fucking pussy. Fucking hate him, man. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> So would you guys have liked him if you never joined Van Halen, or he would have just faded away? You know, I already he hated him. I, I hated him. I hated fucking I Can't Drive 55, One Way to Rock, You Drive Me Crazy. I remember those songs on radio going, this shit sucks, dude. And you know what? I'm a fan of the Montrose album, but I'll say this, man. That first Montrose album, he was the weak link. If you would have got another singer for that Montrose album, it would have been way better. Though the songs are very strong on that album. It's a good album. The second Montrose album is garbage. But the first one's good, but I'm telling you, Sammy was a weak link in that band. It's even his best shit. It was like he was surrounded by people better than him. But you know, yes. I mean but 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 you know, Sammy Hagar, you know, with 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 age got strong. And he entered this mighty band called Van Hagar and neutered them all. He couldn't do that in Montrose. He wasn't strong enough yet. But his suckness was very strong by the time he got Van Hagar that he made them all suck. He couldn't suck yes. Montrose. But if Montrose was to reunite in 86, they would have suffered the same fate. Montrose hey, was buried. He, he, he walked into the biggest band on the planet. That's in another thing. Yeah. They were the biggest band on the planet, man. No matter what Anybody. they would have done, no matter what they would have done, it would have been successful. That's another Absolutely. thing. And, and also, Sammy Hagar was the third choice. He wasn't the first choice. He wasn't the second. He was the third. The first choice, Patty Smythe. The second choice, believe it or not, Daryl Hall from Hall & Oaks. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, well you see where Eddie was going at the time. He wanted a pop sound. He wanted that pop singer. Yeah, Eddie was going to suck anyway, man. And Eddie is as much to blame. A lot of people always say shit. Like, they're trying to make a point. Hey, you can't blame just Sammy. I never do. Sam, Sam, fucking Eddie's way just as much. And, you know, how about that recent interview fucking Sammy did? What a fucking idiot. Oh, uh, it's not my fault there were keyboards on the Van Halen album. And then in the same interview, he's like, but, you know, I mean, I, I have to okay shit. Well, then it is your fault, too, you fucking... You fucking hydrant. Piece of shit. He always, every fucking interview the last couple of years, he's begging to get back in Van Halen. He will never fucking be back in Van Halen, that piece of shit. And he changes the tune every fuck. Oh, I can't stand Daily Roth. And now, now he's like, I love Dave. Make up your mind. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You can't because you're full of shit. Hey, I saw that tour in 2002 with Sammy and Dave. I'm Dave sorry. was headlining the night. I saw oh, it, man. I, I, I saw Dave, that. Yeah, Dave kicked his fucking ass, man. Yeah, Dave came out with just stage lights. Sammy had a bar on stage, like the full, a bunch of people on stage serving drinks too. It's like he's trying so hard to be the party guy, 
You know, it's like, and Dave just comes out and just, just all Dave had to do is play those Van Halen tracks. And bam. Yep. What a complete and utter fucking shutdown on Sammy Hagar. And yeah, thank God Dave headlined that night. Even though it wouldn't, I wouldn't complain if Dave opened, then I could have left early. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I walked around and drank beer while fucking Spammy was on. I can't fucking stand to sit there and watch that asshole. Oh, that shit sucked. He was terrible that day. What did David fucking say? Hard. What did David say about uh, Sammy? He says he could throw a good party, but I am the party. Yep, and it's true. <laughs> that's exactly, and that sums up that show. There's Sammy Hagar's throwing this party, serving drinks, all these people on stage. Dave comes out with nobody, and and and, and it was more of a party. You know why? Because of the music when he played DOA and shit like that. It's like this oh, is yeah. music, man. He's up there singing dreams and shit. Fuck you. Do you, know, you know, when you when you sing dreams, you better fucking serve a lot of tequila to these motherfuckers. They can pass out. That's <laughs> a goddamn song. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I agree right. that uh, David's more of a party than Sammy. I, I like you always say, there goes Mark again singing like Sammy, but I always like David better. But uh, solo-wise, I do like Sammy with Chicken Foot, The Circle. I like that stuff better than a lot of David's solo material. I like David's first two solo albums way better than than anything that Sammy did solo, but that's about it. Yeah, those two albums sold more than all of Sammy Hagar's albums combined. Yeah. How many solo albums right. did have? Like 23? Only took Dave to outsell them. Two, two albums outsell them. And not that sales matter, but it does to Van Hagar fans because they're always like, Van Halen went number one with Sammy, never with Dave. Yeah, but who sold more? It's kind of like saying like the hair, the hair and the tortoise. You know that that's that. You know the rabbit is faster than the turtle, but at the end the turtle wins. That's the same thing. Rabbit's like fucking Hagar is the rabbit, and and Dave is that cool ass turtle. <laughs> well, I, I think an eat him and smile blows anything Van Hagar did. I, I have to agree. Absolutely. With that. Oh, yeah. Freaking, I love Steve Vai, man. I love Billy Sheehan. I love freaking uh, Frank Innocent. And that show, that fucking concert, that Eat em and Smile concert. And I saw 5150 for free, and also a BTO was open. I was like, I like some BTO. Let's go. I'll go with you. My friend Milo took me. And, uh, oh, my God, was that fucking bad. And I'm not saying this because I'm a, 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 you know, a Sammy Hagar hater. Dude, the whole band with the balloon pants. And doing the little fucking, those little walks during Best of Both Worlds. It was so ridiculously bad. It's like a far cry. And then Dave comes with Steve I and Billy Sheen and, and Bissonette. And they, he gives us a stellar, stellar fucking performance. Way longer set. He played for like two hours. And it was a lot of classic Van Halen. Uh, Hagar, they only played Ain't Talking About Love and You Really Got Me. Which is not even technically a Van Halen song. Why? Because... Because Sammy didn't like it. You know the story. There's a story of the Monsters of Rock. This guy's backstage with a fucking Diver Down shirt. And Sammy told him, hey, take that shirt off. You want to talk about an insecure fucking douchebag. And, 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 you know, and fucking Van Hagar. They had a bunch of fucking pickle whistlers throwing up fucking fuck Daily Raw banners. And they'd show it off. You know they were doing that shit on, at Dave's shows. Fuck Sammy. And Dave refused. Refuse to hold shit like that up. Guy's got class, man. Well, he doesn't even talk Hell shit about... Yeah. The only thing he said about Sammy is that he throws a party, but I am the party. That's it. He hasn't said any, any shit about him. He knows he's the fucking best. Yeah. He is the best. 
Period. And then we get to the next song that Ralph picked, As Is. So here's As Is on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was as is. Why'd you pick that track, Rob? Sporadic, fast, heavy, crazy. Just a fucking smoking tune, man. One of my favorites on here. Uh, Lee was uh, Lee was uh, crying like a girl before we started the show because I picked one of the songs he wanted to pick. Hey, I would have gladly picked giving you one of the songs and put Honey Baby Sweetie Dog because I love that song just as much. Uh, but you know what I mean? It was, you know, I was in the middle of doing my radio show. Mark said, pick these songs. And I just, I, here, these two. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like I didn't really pick my technical favorites. I'd have to sit down and think of my favorites. But, you know, they'd be up there with, you know, Honey Baby Sweetie Dog and shit like that. But I love it. I love the riffage. I love the drumming. I love how it starts with the, you know, almost uh, uh, everybody wants some kind of feel to it. And then it just goes into this 100 mile an hour fucking, so it goes like from zero to 100. It just smokes. It's an impressive, killer song that uh, never would never uh, pass the Hagar Congress. What did you think about it, James? <laughs> Man, as is, uh, this song starts out heavy, and I love that. And then it just takes off in that classic Van Halen sound. You know, millions have tried to copy him, but there's only one King Edward. Yeah, and, fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's only one King Edward, man. And, and it's kind of got that hot for teacher vibe to me. Oh, yeah. And Dave's vocals sound well produced. This has got to be in my top three favorites off this album. It's a kick-ass song, man. Fuck yeah. What'd you think about it, Lee? Oh, well, first off, this is one of the songs that Ralph picked that I wouldn't have picked. <laughs> so I wouldn't have cried about it. And but let's see if in that. the other reviews that we do for the songs, you keep your opinion to less than 10 minutes, please. <laughs> but anyway, I like the really heavy parts of the song. <laughs> but the middle part seemed out of pace, and then the song seemed disjointed and not as interesting. So I liked one half of it. Well, this, I, I like this song. This is, this is my favorite song off the album. It fucking rips. And the lyrics, it says, Yesterday I was a bum and broke. Today I'm starring broke. In this town, that, that's called progress. That's how we do biz. It says, I've been rich. I've been poor. Rich is better. Totally better. It requires a de degree of acceptance. As in, must accept as is. Freaking rips, man. Those lyrics, and then Eddie's ripping. Roth's humor's back, like in the beginning, like the hot for teacher thing. He goes, a little more volume in the headphones, please. And then he goes, unspoiled by progress, as is, as is how I follow through. It's not who you squeeze, but who returns once again to squeeze you. No doubt. Love them all, I say. It's let Cupid sort them out. <laughs> Fucking David Lloyd Roth-isms right there, man. It's a song to fucking drive your car 100 million, million, million miles an hour and freaking crash into a wall. Fucking great song. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fucking Hell the yeah. lyrics are just fucking amazing on this song. He's just going off. <laughs> Let Cupid sort He's the him out. fucking man. Fucking his bluesy voice right there, man. I fucking love it when he gets all gravelly. He doesn't light up, man. He still brings the brilliance lyrics coming up. Yeah, I'm just wondering if he's going to do a solo album, man. They got time. <laughs> or they're going to go back to Van Halen. I don't think any of this is going to happen. Uh, that's it. He burnt that bridge. Well, they fucked up Van Halen. But, you know, who well, knows what the hell's going on with Eddie, man? Probably never. Probably it's more severe than we all think. 
Yeah. Yeah. But he did go or, to that, you know, go to that Tool concert and he was looked okay. So I don't know. Yeah. You know Eddie's got that album with John uh no I mean Roth has got that album with John Five that they've been sitting on for two or three years and John Five keeps talking about how fucking killer it is and everything. Like I'm dying to hear it, man. I, heard, I hope it gets I heard, released. I heard a ten second snippet because uh John Five in an interview played it off his phone. Right. Fucking badass. That I real- know, man. I-, I hope they release it. You know, I, I just want to fucking hear the album. And, and I'd love to see Rolf and John Five do a tour. Because John I Five mind used to play with fight. fucking Rolf. I wouldn't mind buying a 10 second song with David Lee <laughs> Roth and John Five. Oops, sorry. Uh, John Five rules, man. I have his two solo awesome, records, man. man. Freaking great. Great instrumentalist. Yeah. Freaking. And then we get to the next song, Honey Baby Sweetie Doll, which Lee picked. So here's Honey Baby Sweetie Doll in the Free Farm Rock Podcast.
Okay, Lee, so this is one of the scraps you picked. Why'd you pick it? Well, because Bullethead and She's the Woman and Chinatown were already picked, but this is Van Halen at their most contemporary heavy metal best. And the only criticism I would have is I think Phil Anselmo would have been awesome on this tune. This song sounds like how most of Pantera's albums should have sounded. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, okay. so I'm, you... I'm not going to fucking get started. I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> you already, right, pissed, right, you already yeah. pissed James off on Facebook right, about right, Pantera. All right. All right. We won't get into Pantera until we do that fucking review. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Yeah, I got some shit to say, but I'm just going to hold back right now. No, no problem, no problem. So and you I love both of you guys, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think I about love her? you. I Rock. might not always love Ben Pantera, but I love you. So I love you too, man. All right, cool. All right, okay, so you guys could go make out right now. So what's up, uh, hey. Ralph? What do you think about it? <laughs> oh, dude, this is like one of my favorite tracks on here, man. You know, it's pretty much in par with that. Is. They're both smoking, fucking just the way that... uh. Dave, like, you know, has that, like, guttural, lower register voice where he just sounds, like, so fucking cool. You know, it's, you know, uh, Stone Soul Sister, Soccer Mom, what is it, Muchacha, Amiga, Cherry Bomb. That shit's fucking badass. Baby Lover, Angel Faces, Satin Dolls, you straight up aces. Fuck yeah. That's what ace, that's what this fucking whole album is. It's a straight up ace. Every song on here fucking rules and rules yeah, it's really sorry yeah yeah so what'd you think about it james man what a song title the fucking song title is cool and the beginning is trippy uh, edit experimenting a little bit sounds so cool uh this has a little a, a little bit of a girl gone bad uh feel to me uh, fucking damnedest song is badass. Eddie fucking rolls all the way through this song. I love that he's using that that whammy effect pedal on his guitar and and the soloing towards the end. I mean, holy shit, he's just letting it rip, man. And it's a strong deep cut on this record with uh, strong drumming from Alex Van Halen too, man. I fucking love this song. So what? Um, oh, it's my turn. <laughs> Uh, this song is my second favorite off here. Starts off all distorted, weird. Alex comes in hard with the rest of the band. Great groove, Ritz. Lyrics. Dave can write some fucking great lyrics. Again, with his gravelly voice. I love it when he gets all bluesy sounding. My mom didn't really care for Daily Off, but she liked it when he did the blues, like That's Life and stuff like that. She loved his voice when he did shit like that. Freaking, uh, and Eddie's tone just rips on this too. And then we get yeah. to... The next track, Trouble With Never. What would you think about this one, James? Oh, man. The whole band just starts out rolling from the start. I mean, the drums are really good in this whole song. The double bass work he, Alex is doing. I mean, Alex is still, you know, he's one of the best rock drummers ever. You know, everybody talks about Eddie, and rightfully so. But uh, Alex Van Halen is one of the best rock drummers ever. I mean, the guy's been incredible when it's the real Van Halen. I'm not talking about the Van Hagar bullshit. Um, nice chorus with the harmonies. 
Yeah, Eddie using the wah-wah pedal sounds awesome. Uh, during this song, it's cool as hell. I dig the breakdown in the middle of this song. Eddie comes back in with a heavy riff. This is just a fucking jamming tune. Yeah, it is a jam. Uh, so what did you think about it, Ralph? Yeah, I love this one, too. This is another one they played live when I saw this tour, and uh, I love the beginning. Uh, it's very tight-sounding, and it's a little more... Uh, commercial, not as uh, you know, heavy and sporadic. It's a little more laid back too, but uh, it's 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 fucking awesome. I love that uh, that fucking um. You often wonder, you want to know how how deep does the rabbit hole go? I, I love shit like that, man. And it's you know, it's just uh, it's just more brilliance from Dave. One eight hundred, tell me, baby. <laughs> I love it. Freaking, what'd you think about it, Lee? Oh, well, it is an okay song. The guitar part is absolutely, totally blitzkrieg awesome. But some of the song itself is disjointed and not totally one whole great song. But I can still listen to it and enjoy it. So, yeah, I think it's a great killer old-type Van Halen song. Freaking rips. Love it. And then we get to the... Uh Next song, which Lee picked, Out of Space. So here's Out of Space on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> Wow, we are in space. Strap 
Out of Space. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? Now, that is a kick-ass song that blows away anything Ace Frilly has done on his album Spaceman. This is Van Halen taking back the throne and right on. Awesome. So what'd you think about it, Ralph? Uh, this one um, uh, was was an old demo called uh, Let's Get Rockin', which was one of my favorites. Uh, demos from back then because it's such a blistering tune. Then when they recorded it for this, I was like, dude, this is just even better. And I know my, my buddy Ruben De La Rosa would uh, totally disagree with me because he's a big fan of uh, Let's Get Rockin'. And I told him that. He's like, you're crazy. I was like, dude, out of space, they made it even better with that whole you know, count of brass and uh, face of all bumpers, that little thing he adds to the song. Um, the one thing I think, yeah, th there's one thing in this song though that's kind of weird is where he says, uh, "Danger rides the web tonight, burst uh, mode dynamite spinning on my Facebook page, and I'll ride on toward the outer maze." You know, Facebook is still very popular, but you know, will it be popular like 20 years from now? Will Facebook still be around? So that little line there might make it sound dated in the future lyric wise I still I mean I still think it's a brilliant lyric but I just found it odd I was like wow he mentions Facebook on this song but oh, yeah. it's one of my favorites it's like and I gotta say man out of all the ones that they reworked this is my favorite one uh, of all the reworked song I even liked it more than than one of my picks bullethead I love outer space I just love that the little you know the to me, the fucking bridge really makes it even more special, which wasn't on the original demo. I love it, and I'm stopping now. I don't want to go over ten minutes. Yeah. So would you? Think All about right. It? Well, you're 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 doing good, dog. Who gives a fuck what you think of me? You think I? Hey, hey, I I give a fuck. I give a doctor fuck. <laughs> Damn. So what'd you think hey, about it, James? I, I get upset sometimes that I love the fuck out of Lee. Hey, hey, I love the fuck, but I love inside of Ralph. Sorry. Oh, shit. Oh, all right. Oh, oops. No, I, I mean inside spiritually. All right. Yeah, no lube. No, no. <laughs> okay. He backed out of that one. <laughs> so what did you think yep. about it, James? The opening riff is great. This song sounds like classic Van Halen, the only fucking Van Halen. This almost has that atomic punk kind of kind of vibe to it. It reminds me of atomic punk a little bit, which yeah, I fucking love that song too. Uh, damn, this is just a killer song. I love the energy, the riffs, the lyrics, the song title. It's got a classic Eddie solo too. And uh, it's just a nice, tight, jamming uh, new Van Halen song. I, I don't give a shit if it's from old demos. I mean, Kiss, Metallica, all huge bands have demos and riff tapes they keep. And, you know, they might come up with something that, that goes on an album six albums later. So what? It's still their material. And this fucking kicks ass, dude. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. I, I hate to say it. Sammy's the one who brought that shit up that everybody went off on because he said, I can't believe they used old demos. Why couldn't they write new shit? He's the one who started Because nobody gave a fuck about him. When he left Van Halen, <laughs> nobody gave a fuck about him, man. If he never joined Van Halen, his solo career would have ended in the 80s and you would have never heard from that fucking guy no, no, again. No, I disagree, James. He'd be playing, the, he'd be opening for Rick Springfield at the local fucking... Uh, Food truck okay. Festival. Well, yeah, yeah. He'd be doing food truck festival. Yeah, you know, but but he was man. a fucking shit. <laughs> without fucking hey, man. man. Whatever the hell you think about Rick Springfield, he's playing truck uh, food truck festivals. You know what I'm he's better than fucking Sammy. Yeah, definitely. Oh fuck. But yeah, look. I gotta put. I gotta bring up an interesting point. Why this fucking these music fans are just so retarded? Like you know, yeah. People complain about. Oh, they use a lot of demos. Well, if you didn't know they use a lot of demos, would it change the album for you? Because people look into music where it has nothing to do with the music. You know, it's like, oh, they fucked over Michael Anthony, so fuck Van Halen. What's that have to do with the fucking music? Oh, it was an old demo. So what? What if you didn't know it was an old demo? You judge the song differently, which means you are not only a fucking non-music you're not even a music fan but seriously you should be slapped i i mean you should have your mom uh you know somebody should pick up your mom and slam her on your head well a lot like james said a lot of bands go back and say hey there's a demo from 10 years ago let's let's work this one up we don't have yeah let's do this. every band fucking does it they just don't say they do it but they do it yeah it comes up in interviews every later like band. years later and it doesn't even matter. A song's a song. It doesn't song, matter where it It was from. never released, so what the fuck you care about it? <laughs> yeah, Sammy's just fucking crying because he fucking get, lost his fucking gig with Van Halen, and he knew he was going back to fucking shit, and he's fucking shit. Fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> yep. So what'd you think about the song? Uh, well, what, 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 I got lost. Oh, you already did it, Lee. Uh, so what'd you think about it, Ralph? What song? Oh, wait, wait. I I, already I did talked it. about space. Out of space. Yeah, we're on the next song then. Uh, well, I didn't talk about Out of Space. Uh, killer riffs. Love this song. Lyr uh, Roth is very underrated as a lyricist, and we've all said that during this thing. So, where the fuck does he come up with these catchy lyrics, man? Does he sit in his room and just freaking stare at the wall? I don't know, man. But fuck, this guy could write. Even even the songs I don't like by him, like on a solo shit, the lyrics are freaking good. It's just the music that irritated me. Uh, but fucking. Great. He's always a great lyricist. Even songs I don't like fucking still rock. I wish they would do new music to it. But um, that album, Filthy Little Mouth, it had great lyrics. I just didn't like the album. <laughs> it's like, uh... Now we get to the next song, Stay Frosty. What'd you think about this one, Ralph? Fucking brilliant. You know, it's, you know, him retreading Ice Cream Man, but it's not a cover. It's not an old demo. So I guess I gotta like it. It's not an old demo. <laughs> And yeah, my God, these fucking lyrics on this song, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, you know, if you, you got to cook a lot of rice, whatever the fuck, uh, you know, a journey to the east. I suggest you stay afloat. A solitary Buddhist monk threw me a rope. Yeah. <laughs> Look at me in the eye and said, don't make me say it twice. If you want to be a monk, you got to cook a lot of rice. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it, it's awesome. <laughs> you know? It's still awesome. You know, it's like, it's just fucking, I love the lyrics of the song. And again, Dave, very underrated little scat guitar player too. He plays that little acoustic really cool on this. And um, 
I just love it. I love this song. It's fucking, it's a really fun song. And this is pure David Lee Roth. Yes, Eddie rips on the band comes in. But this, Dave is the, is the star of this song, hands down. And what a great thing, Stay Frosty. Yeah, what did you think about it, James? Man, I mean, everything Ralph just said is fucking dead on, man. I, I love this song right away. Right, right off the bat, this song is so catchy. I mean, damn, I love Ralph's voice over an acoustic guitar. Anytime you hear Ralph's voice going over acoustic guitar, it's fucking magic. It's a uh, nice bluesy. It's got got the ice cream man vibe, but it but it's 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 its own song. And uh, this one is is so friggin' awesome when the band kicks in. I mean, how could you not love this damn song? Ed's playing on this song is ridiculously good. He's the fucking king, and uh, this one is definitely worthy of being in the in the live set. I mean, and the song title. I mean, perfect man, perfect fucking real Van Halen. What did you think about it, Lee? Um, when the whole band kicked in with the boogie beat, I thought that was great, but then the song went downhill. Oh. The acoustic part was really bad. Totally not a good song. Oh, wow. This is one of my favorite wow. songs here. It's like an ode to Ice Cream Man. Love the lyrics, and it starts jamming. And freaking Ralph's lyrics, like Ralph said, are fucking great. And I even wrote some right here. It says, I wandered, I wandered out west to the California coast where the folks you know about frostiness stay frostiest the most. My brand new landlord proposed me a toast, my west coast toast. <laughs> the lyrics just freaking flow so good. And Eddie rips twice on this song. And Wolf uh. is kicking ass on bass. And Alex is pounding. This is one of the best songs off the album. Especially, yeah. especially lyric-wise, it's like poetry, man. Masterpiece. It's a masterpiece song. This song is like a really hot chick with her shirt tucked in. So no, <laughs> it's like one with the shirt tail out, and none of you recognize it. But we, we always agree, Lee. Come on. Yeah, yeah, we do. In fact, I, I, <laughs> I like this song not. <laughs> but, 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 but forget about the word not. For, think about the words, I like this song, and we agree. <laughs> the lyrics are just freaking killer. And, and uh, solos by Eddie, oh my god. You get two for the price of one. Freaking rips. And then we get, to, yeah, we get to the next song, Big River. What do you think about this one, Ralph? Oh, this song rules. This song was originally called Big Trouble. But obviously they probably changed the title because Dave had a song called Big Trouble on Eat Him and Smile. Um, great, great song. Another great week. I'm telling you, man, all those demos, I love them. I'm not taking nothing away from them, but every reworked demo on this album is, is better than the original demos because, I don't know, maybe it's the production. You know, and I've heard people complain about the production of this album. And you know what, man? They could, they could have a legitimate reason behind it because i really never can tell a bad producer album if i like the album i love it like just today i was talking about how i love the sound of born again and so many even the band members complain about it i love the sound of this album it, and and my and all i can say to anybody out there that says well i mean the songs are good but the uh, you know the product the production shit well too bad for you because I get to enjoy it way more than you can. You fuck. Thank you. <laughs> well, Big yeah. River rules. What did you think about it, James? 
Man, I, I don't know what anybody could complain about the production on this album. This album sounds fucking great, man. And this song, yeah, and this song, Big Big River, it's got a nice short acoustic piece, and it goes into another good riff, and it sounds so well rehearsed. All the instruments are crisp and clean. They're so damn tight. They're the, the greatest American rock band ever. Hands, Hands down. down, man. Hands yeah. down, dude. You know? I mean, I love Kiss, but but real Van Halen man just kicks Kiss's ass, dude. I mean, I just have to admit. I mean, they're they are the greatest American rock band ever. And uh, Eddie's PV uh, fifty one fifty amps and that Wolfgang guitar, he's got some of the the best sounds, you know, that he's had throughout his whole career. And uh, it just can't be beat. I mean, listen to Wolfgang's bass lines underneath the solo. His playing takes van halen to another level in my opinion he's so damn awesome on the bass a natural van halen talent we got three van halens in the fucking band now and there's another solid rocking tune off this album man this production is fucking great i don't know what fucking morons are talking about but i love it i don't know it's a rock and roll supposed to be sloppy right why why is the production supposed to be production perfect? is fine on this I record it sounds I, mean, great I don't know i don't you know, it must be a fucking uh, spammy gay bar fucking fans complaining about this. Is all I can think of, man, because the production sounds fucking great. Well, the one, way better than any fucking Van Hagar album. I'll say that well, shit. The one guy who do, who I hear a lot complain about it, I don't talk to him anymore. Uh, he he loved Sammy, then he hated Sammy. He loved Sammy, hates Sammy. Now he's back to hating Sammy. So I don't understand it. This guy. Oh, oh I got guy <laughs> you're talking about. Yes, I tried yeah. to get him back into this album a year ago. He said, "Oh, I like it," and then about five minutes later, "Oh, this production sucks. I can't listen to it. It's bad." And I go, "Whatever, whatever, man, uh, whatever." Dude. Yeah. It's got a charm to it, just like it's like hotter than hell, just like Born Again. I mean, I love both those albums. It's the charm is in the production and the time period where they did the album. But, I mean, this album here, man, is so well produced. All the instruments are crisp and clean and tight. And Eddie's got some of the best guitar sound I've ever heard him have, man. I mean, yeah, I don't know what anybody could complain about with this record, man. It, I think it's well produced. It's like people play, uh, hate Blizzard of Oz. But then they hated it worse when they took off uh, the bass, the bass player and the drummer from it. <laughs> and yeah, that was album. fucked up. That's yeah. the one album that I can notice. Yeah, I can notice it on Hotter Than Hell as well. But like Jane said, it adds a charm to it. It really does. Like Hotter Than Hell, I don't think will be as good if it sounded as good as Dress to Kill. Um, yeah. Dress to Kill is greatly produced, but the songs on Hotter Than Hell were more darker and sinister you know like it's uh, heavy yeah like the song she on dress to kill it would have benefited to be on uh hotter than hell i think yes i agree man i totally agree man parasite you know strange ways those songs are heavy Even that though, album is heavy i actually think that if she was on instead of going blind on harder than hell I, I i probably would have loved the album even more because i just happened to like she better even though both gene simmons and steve coronel wrote both songs yeah i agree man i just happened to like the melody of she better so yeah uh, it's an awesome song so lee what'd you think of big river oh um 
I like the first part, which sounds like a heavy metal Doobie Brothers song, but the song part with the solo, I don't care for, even though the solo is good. So it's one half of a great song. Uh, it's a killer jam for me. Killer, killer Van Halen sound. I'm a Van Hager fan, but man, Roth, Roth is Halen, the best and nothing like him. And the break where Roth goes, look, look both ways now. <laughs> Freaking, I love that fucking shit. And then Eddie yeah. goes into a killer solo. Fucking great song, man. And then we get to the last song on the album, Beats Working. What would you think of this one, Roth? Oh, I love this one. This one was also, um, I know that one, I can't remember which one it was. But again, it was, uh, it was better made, uh, uh, improved. But, you know, I gotta say, if I got any complaint about this album, and it's like the most minor gripe ever, but my gripe, if they would have did it the way I would have, everybody would have been bitching about what I would want. <laughs> this is what I would want. I would have wanted different kind of truth to be like the six pack where it's like a little over a half hour long. That way they could have made another, they could have released the second half. I don't know how much this, this album clocks in at, you know, but it is long. It's 13 fucking yeah. songs. 50 minutes and 12 seconds. All right. 50 minutes, 12 seconds. All right. Throw in, write another tune for the next album and, and just release half of this and half the other one. Have them a little over 32 minutes. I love short albums. I really do. I always... I, I My albums, the ones I release are short. On purpose. Yeah. I do that shit on purpose. I, I could have added more songs, but I like, you know... But this album is so awesome that, you know, most albums that are long like this, they, they have just filler bullshit. This one yeah. doesn't have any filler. But can you imagine if they released two albums with all these songs and just added another song to fill in the second one? You know? Because all these all these songs would have worked on the next album. You know? So, but uh, Beats Working is a great way to end it. It's kind of got that... It has this farewell type of feel to it. Like, a, it's the perfect way to end the album. Musically, I get a vibe where it's like, goodbye. You know? But it's still a great song. And... Come on, beats working. How cool is that title? You know, yeah. everybody, everybody loves to do something where it's, that that's better than working. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty pretty freaking cool song. What do you think about it, uh, James? Man, listen to that bitching guitar sound in this song. Fucking killer distortion. It's so perfect. Nobody has a better rock guitar sound than Eddie Van Halen, and nobody is better at rock guitar than Eddie Van Halen. This it's got a nice groove in the riffs under the verses and the bridge. I just love to hear Eddie rip loose and experiment. Nice drums from Alex. Uh, what what a uh, tight rhythm section with Wolfgang. I mean, they are so damn tight together. Because they're family, man. You can't beat fucking family. And this album lived up to my expectations when I bought it. Yeah, I think it's it's mastered to have a big, loud rock sound to it, man. It's it's a it's a loud album, and uh, I do agree with Ralph about short albums. I love those too, man. I mean, look at Eat 'Em and Smiles, probably a half an hour. You know, Rain and Blood, less than half an hour. I mean, uh, there's a lot of great albums that are short. 
And uh, I, I would have loved to see them make two albums and break this up. I think that would have been killer, too, because all those classic Van Halen albums were short albums, but they fucking ruled. And uh, this album fucking rules, too, man. If, if, it, if it's the last Van Halen album they do, then they went out fucking strong, man. Exactly. And you know, you know what band would have benefited from shorter albums is Van Hagar. If they would have made their album zero minutes... They'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, they would roll then. That would have been fucking yeah, great, great, dude. You'd hear like this. That's it. It's over. Hey, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> as soon as soon as I got 5150, man, I, I got it on cassette, right? And I fucking put it on. I hear, hello, baby. Dude, I was like, what the fuck? You know, he was trying to be fucking Roth at the beginning of that, of that song. And, uh, and uh, why can't this be loved? Totally fucking shit. I mean, man, I was so disappointed when I bought that. I ended up giving that cassette to my mom. That's no bullshit because she couldn't handle the, the real Van Halen. It was a little bit too loud for her. But when she heard that, she liked it. So I gave the cassette to my mom because it's, it's, it's your mother's music. It's soccer mom music, you know. It's just not fucking real Van Halen, man. When, and, when, uh, you, when you played uh, 5150 in your cassette player... Uh, how long did it survive on, uh, once it caught AIDS? Uh, yeah, man, it, I think it actually killed that cassette player, and I had to get another boombox because uh, yeah. Van Hagar will destroy your your sound system, man, because it's just a pile of shit. Yeah, you know. Well, if you think about Fuck it, it, he had a, he had a song on there with lyrics that went, "I went out and brought some bought some Baron D suits, now I walk like someone else." I know he's referring to Roth in those lyrics. <laughs> You know, a lot of people, man, I'm going to make this point. A lot of people are like, oh, well, David Lee Roth couldn't sing to Sammy, the, the Van Hagar songs. Well, let me say this. Sammy couldn't do the fucking Roth songs either because he didn't have the swagger. He didn't have the fucking balls. You know, he didn't have the voice to do that classic Van Halen. And you listen to Roth singing on the records. Sure, when they were live, he ran around and might not have sang so great sometimes. But his voice on those albums fucking rules, man. And to me, he's a great fucking singer, too, as well as a front man. And, and you know, uh, you know uh, kiss on Van Hagar. And, and, and I think Dave gets a bum rap as far as like, oh, he was never a good singer live. It's Bullshit. like a lot, of people, a lot of people judge David Lee Roth with how drunk he was at the Us Festival. Because that's the most popular bootleg out there where you can see a full Van Halen show. But look at the Largo show. Look at the clips of Van Halen 2 with You're No Good, Dance the Night Away, Bottoms Up, the Fair Warning stuff with Unchained, Hear About It Later, and, yeah. uh, and uh, what was the third? So This Is Love. He sounds amazing on those songs. David Lee Roth had an amazing voice. Technically, no, he's no old Freddie Mercury opera, but it doesn't matter. He had the attitude. And dude, those fucking screams. Who the fuck? Did those screams like Dave, dude? Nobody. 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 And they were infectious. They were awesome. David Lee Roth had an amazing voice. Sammy Hagar sounds like nails across his chalkboard. And, you know, hey, look, Mark, I respect your opinion. You like his voice? That's fine. To me, personally, I think his voice is terrible. Oh, is it strong? Can he hit high oh. notes on Dreams? Yeah, but these high notes is like fucking... Somebody putting a thumb up my ass that's a male. <laughs> it's like a fucking cat getting raped or something, man. I mean, I fucking... Yeah, it's like God. a cat getting hit over the head with a suitcase. God, it's fucking right. terrible, man. He's fucking terrible. Fucking Ronald <laughs> McDonald, Bette Midler motherfucker, he sucks. <laughs>
His voice sucks. He's got a terrible, terrible voice. It does suck, man. It's so comedic. Oh, at least Sammy can sing. No, he can't. The guy cannot sing. He's got a terrible fucking voice. Yeah, he can hit high notes, but so what? It's a terrible fucking voice. Uh, I just wish they would have called Van Halen different with with Sammy and just to see if there would have yeah, been. Yeah, they should have just called it suck. Or we suck. <laughs> we suck. So what would you think about Beats working, Lee? The beginning part is extremely awesome and heavy metal and the guitar solo is fantastic and the ending is really great but the song itself is okay and not great. They play it well but it sounds more like a filler song than something they meant to be a standout track. Still, it's okay. I like the guitar parts enough where I'd still listen to it for the guitar. Hey, I was reading before they put out that live album with Roth that they did want to make a new record, but they didn't have time. So they, that's why they put out a live record um, to go with that concert. Uh, but this song is, sadly, this might be the final Van, Van Halen song with the mighty Daily Roth. I love the riffs. Classic Halen break. Also goes into another killer solo riffage. And this song makes me want more. But if this is the final Van Halen album, they went out on top of their game. Like you said, like you guys said, it's great. Said I wish, I wish maybe they should have split it up. They should have stopped it at as is and then started with Honey Baby Sweetie Doll on the next album. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it would have worked, you know. They were fucking cooking. Yeah. You know, and, and Wolfgang is a big part of this album, too, man, because Eddie talked about how Wolfgang just lit a fire up under his ass, man, and was constantly on him, you know, about being the greatest guitar player he, he could be. And, uh, you know, I, I think Wolfgang joining the band just really lit a fire under Eddie's ass again and having Roth back. Wolfgang is why Dave came back. You know, Wolfgang talked to him. And also, Wolfgang was the one that said, let's rework these demos. It was his idea to rework these older songs. This yeah. is definitely Wolfgang's album. If, this song would not exist without Wolfgang Van Halen. It Absolutely. Dave, if Michael was still in the band, there wouldn't be a different kind of truth. I, I wish his uh, solo album would come out. It's been done forever. <laughs> yeah, there is news that it's, it's actually coming out soon. <laughs> Cool. I, well, I, I hope it's good, man. I hope Eddie uh, gets on there or something, does something. Yeah, I hope I hope so, too. I hope it is Yeah, good. man. Yeah, I'm a little weary, you know, because he hangs out with that Alter Bridge guy, but we'll see. I love Alter Bridge. No, <laughs> really? Yeah, I love freaking uh, Tr Tremonti's a great guitar player, man. I like Creed. I'm sorry, but I do. <laughs> Fuck Creed. I, I like Alter hate Creed. I like Alter Bridge way better than Creed. I like Creed better than Pantera. Oh, I shit. Oh, God. Here we fucking go. Okay, I'll uh, shut up. I, I so love you, man. You're cool. Oh, uh, man, I love, I love you guys, too, man. I love Creed better than Pantera. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I still think you're cool. <laughs> you, I, I still think you're cool, too, even though you're fucking insane. I mean, I, okay, I, I love, okay. you. I, love um, guys, I, I think you're cool like a iceberg. I think you're cool like... A refrigerator block of ice. But no, that's cool. Yeah, that song I by mean, Brad, I'm Insane, was written about Lee. <laughs> uh, I, 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 You're I off your rocker. You fell out of a tree. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hey, you guys, 
You guys got two diehard Pantera fans on here now. Ralph knows what's up, man. He's a hey, fucking diehard Pantera fan. I've never talked shit too. about Pantera. I just talk shit to just the fuck you fuck with you, uh, James. I know. I fucking know. That's, that's all I gotta say. I love Pantera. They're not, I, but they're still not I one of my favorite bands. I still because I don't them. know what to not say. Pantera was the Van Halen of the 90s. That band live, forget it. Nobody can touch them. In the 90s, they were the greatest live band you can see. Phil Anselmo, nothing like Dave Lee Roth, but had that charisma like Dave. He was like somebody that you would fixate on stage because he just had that aura. And, of yeah. course, Dimebag. And, and, again, Dimebag, Vanny Brothers, Rex holding it down like, like Michael Anthony. That, Pantera was unbelievably good. They were a freaking nature. And I love Glam Terra too. I make no excuses. People try to make fun of Glam Terra. That shit sounds like Judas Priest, man. Fuck yeah, Pantera rules. Yeah, I, hell um, yeah. I, I, I like some of it. I'm, I'm just... And I the, don't have any problem giving complaints. In the early 90s when I wasn't working, I was taking care of my grandma and she would give me money and stuff. The, the only CDs I really bought then were the three Panteras and the Skid Row, uh, the last Skid Row with Sebastian Bach. That's a great album, yeah, too. Yeah, it's a great album. Yeah, I bought yeah, those four really CDs and I wore the, the fuck out of them. <laughs> that last Skid Row album is very influenced by Pantera. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I saw Skid Row and Pantera uh, right down the street from here, dude. first time I saw Pantera. Uh, and Skid Row is a killer band. I do like them, man. Oh. But uh, Pantera fucking totally destroyed them. Dude, that was... I've never seen... And, and, and this is what makes it crazy. I saw the same tour. I've never seen a band get so destroyed live. Uh, Pantera destroyed them so bad that... What makes it even more crazy is that Skid Row was actually really good that night. But they yeah, just yeah. beat. They couldn't compete. The man, uh, fucking Pantera was so on fire. And they weren't big yet, you know? And it's not a fucking Skid Row crowd type band. I loved Pantera already, so, you know, of course, I went there early. I never seen Skid Row. I love Skid Row. And especially the grind was a badass album. So I was looking forward to seeing them, and I'm like, oh, shit, Pantera's opening? Right on. But damn, man, I didn't think Skid Row would give them that much fucking leverage to own them that bad, you know? But they did, so yeah. you gotta you gotta hand it to Skid Row for being cool enough to let the opening band like do whatever the fuck they want. Dude, that night, fucking Phil grabbed Dime's guitar, Dime grabbed the fucking mic, and they did a smoking version of Whiplash from Metallica that just was just off the wall. It was incredible. What an amazing oh, yeah. live band. Like I'm telling you, the best live bands I've ever seen live, Van Halen and Pantera are up there. You know, they're they're up there with the greatest live bands ever. I never Absolutely, got to, dude. I never got to see the original Van Halen or Pantera live, so I only saw those concerts on uh, YouTube with Van Halen. They were good. I do like the the Us Festival one where he's sitting there with the whiskey bottle. That's fucking hilarious. But he was I, terrible that night. But but still, I mean, but still, it's Van Halen. It was good. It wasn't bad, but. Dave was beyond drunk, though. I mean, he yeah. was uh, fucked uh, up. Dude. Even when he's drunk, he still put on a good show. <laughs> no, he was yeah. Drunk. A front man, I'm just saying, he his voice was, because uh, he was drunk. 
And yeah. people look at that and they think every Van Halen show is like that. You're a fucking fool. You're an idiot. Yeah. Hey, man, go on YouTube and Google uh, or, or look up uh, Van Halen 1981 in Greensboro, North Carolina, man. That fucking show sounds so good. They're so awesome. It was around the fair warning era. And, man, they, they're so killer. There's so many killer bootlegs of Roth being great, dude. So yeah, people was, just got to look shit up. Look, I saw Women and Children First, Fair Warning, Diver Down, 1984. I saw all those tours. Women and Children First, I was second row. Fair Warning, I was in the nosebleeds. Fair Warning to this day is the greatest goddamn show I ever saw in my life. And I can't put into words what it was like. I mean, there's parts of that show that the crowd drowned out Van Halen. Between songs, the whole arena is pounding on the plastic chairs. And they, Van Halen, talking about Women's Children First, Diver Down in 1984 as well. They really turned us fucking insane. I've never seen a band that would turn a, a, a crowd as insane as the original Van Halen did. Daily Wealth and, and, and uh, what do you call it? Eat and Smile was that way too. But, you know, then, uh, then you know, time goes by. It's not, I've never experienced a fucking co a concert as insane as the Fair Warning Tour. But let me tell you, the other three I saw were unbelievable as crowds going crazy. That's why... It, you know, people that weren't there and that say anything l lame about Daily Roth, I have to excuse them for being imbeciles and not knowing what a fucking amazing frontman. Daily Roth would walk center stage, whole stage is dark, just one spotlight on him. He'd stand out there for like three, four minutes without saying a word, and the place would just go ballistic. And he would just stand there in awe, like, God damn, look at these people going fucking crazy. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, dude. To, to, I to saw me, him. I saw him, and he was he was awesome. I mean, he made me, who usually doesn't even move much in a concert, I pound my fist down. Yeah, he got me worked case. up. Even Lee, even Lee, even this retard. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> shut up. An awesome Dave was. Even converted Lee. Yeah, I, I yeah. Him, um, he, even he converted Ralph the potato chip. I saw him on the potato, I, potato I, onion. I, I saw like him on the skyscraper potato. tour, and he was awesome. Yeah, but that's when it started to wane a little bit, and it wasn't because of his performance. The music was already, you know, the skyscraper wasn't that great. It he should have stuck with That's the, the Edema Smile sound and lineup. If he yeah. would have stuck with the Edema Smile sound and lineup and that band, he would have continued destroying Van Hagar for another fucking decade. Oh, yeah. He just tried to compete with Van Hagar to get you know that radio hit and up. skyscraper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he fucked up on skyscraper. You know. That's yeah. where that that was his. Uh, that was uh, that's where he buried his grave right there. Because a uh, little kind of truth. I mean. Uh, what was the one after that? Um, uh, damn, damn. damn it. The one with the devil on the cover. Little ain't enough. Little ain't enough. That's a great album, man. But yeah. by then, you already did the damage, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It is a good album. Jason right. Beck rules on Yeah, that he album. did the um, roof damage drip, drip. <laughs> well, to, to me, man, Pantera was the perfect blend of classic Van Halen and Black Sabbath. 
And you well, join us bands together. Gabriel Lee Roth should have just done an album where he puts <laughs> onion rings on his hair and he greases himself with butter and calls himself on the album Skillet Dave plays the mock potato barbecue blues. Well, here's, here's something that not a lot of people say, and I know a lot of people won't agree with me, but I think there is a better band than Black Sabbath. I think there's a better band than the Beatles. I think there's a better band with Van Halen and Daily Roth, and I think there's a better band than Pantera. And that band's name? Creed. <laughs> hey. uh, oh, man. I wouldn't put them uh, above all those. I do like Creed, but they're in better. Uh, <laughs> Creed is the greatest thing ever. You know what? I can't. I can't. I can't honestly totally agree with Alter you. Bridge is way better. But than I Creed. also can't totally think that they're holy. I mean. They're not totally bad. I mean, I like their first album. Fuck I'm the sorry. I do. I, th I think the best best American band right now is fucking Rival Sons. That's just my opinion. Blackberry Smoke. Uh, I like I, they're I okay, really but like I love Rival Sons. Rival Sons has got rawness to them, man. They're raw. Uh, but man, Blackberry Smoke totally blew my mind. Dang, have you heard yeah, Rival Sons? That guy, you like singers? I like rock. I like Rival Sons. I, yeah. I do like that. Yeah, man, they they got that blues raw fucking rock they guitar. A little Sabbathy vibe to them. Yeah, they even opened for Sabbath on the on with the No Bill Ward concerts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Creed, man, it's all about Creed. <laughs> all right. Yeah, man. Well, hey man, I, 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 right on. Thank you, man. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that fucking singer, especially that fucking singer who thinks he's Jesus. Fuck him, man. I can't stand that. He dude, was man. he was whacked out on drugs when he thought that. Give him a break. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking dick. The music fucking sucks. You don't like Tremonti as a guitar oh, player, man? Oh, he's a good guitar player, but he's just should, a shit band. Should, so you think Alter Bridge is shit? We could do a track-by-track track of Creed versus what what the other group was that that you said, or whoever said Lincoln that Park. was good. No, I'm not talking about the fucking band. I'm talking about that movie with Apollo Creed's fucking son. <laughs> oh, okay. no, right, on, right on, right on, right on. <laughs> I'm just saying right that. On, right on, right on, right on. <laughs> All right. Let's digress and let's get it. Uh, Ralph, you haven't picked a track of the week. Pick, give me a track. Oh, shit, dude. Um, fuck. Can it be an old song? It could be any song you want. Um, I would like to pick Needle in the Spoon by Leonard Skinner off One More From the Road live album. Oh, that's a good one. Cool. I just put that. I think I put up a song Wait. from Winterland from them yesterday. I got the vinyl today in the mail, the 180-gram version of One More From The Road, and I just jammed it, and it's the greatest double live album ever made, in my opinion. I got that record, and my dog tore up the cover, but the vinyl's still good. I still need to buy another one, because the cover irritates the fuck out of me, seeing it all ripped up. Yeah. Fucking dog. Uh, <laughs> classic Leonard Skinner rules, dude. Yeah. Oh, so fucking great, dude. Needle in the Spoon is a great song, dude. Awesome tune. All Especially right. 
So we're going to play our tracks of the week. We got James, you picked uh, Down, Bury Me in Smoke. You know, I listened to that track. I never heard Down before. And that was the time when I was just smoking pot and wasn't and just listening to CDs I had because I didn't have money to go out and buy it. But that was a fucking great song, man. I liked it. I got to get it. I got to listen to more Down. <laughs> you need to get Nola. If you like that song, you need to get the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, Nola. Nola is a fucking masterpiece album, dude. That that whole album, there's not a bad song on the whole album. It's fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. Temptations, Wings, Life. Lifer. Lifer. Oh, man. Eyes of the South. You know, Stone yeah, I, I need to, I'm going to listen to it on my Amazon. If I like the whole thing, I'm just going to buy it. Oh, if you like Derek and Smoke, you're gonna love that album. Yeah, it really, oh. it really smoked, man. It's like over seven minutes long. I go, fuck, this is a long song, but it's fucking rules. It's fucking <laughs> awesome, dude. If you, if Pantera is a little too heavy for for your taste, no, I like now. Uh, my favorite you know, album is Far Beyond Driven by then. That's the heaviest. <laughs> well, I, oh, I, me too, I, man. That's the best album ever yeah. fucking made, in my opinion. Five dude. minutes alone, man. I love that song. <laughs> Down, down is a great band too. They're, they're not quite as heavy as Pantera. They're, they're like southern. They, they remind me of the southern heavy metal Leonard Skinner, you know. Yeah. And and uh, man, damn, that Nola is a great fucking album, man. Awesome. You'll love that, dude. And then I picked. Uh, I went a little softer than you guys. I picked. Well, Leonard Skinner's not soft. They're kind of. I went. To, I went to the Tubes. Talk to you later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Lee picked a band called Earthquake. Separate words. <laughs> Earth and Quake are separate. Not well, well, uh, well, well. Kind of. They're also sometimes Earthquake. All right. It's called, a song called "Guarding You." And then Ralph ends it with "Needle and the Spoon" from "One for the Road" from Leonard Skinner. And then we end it with a Leech track called "That Was Then." I love your hair in the video. <laughs> oh, um, thank you. I guess. Did you put your hand in the in the electric socket again? Um, I it might not have been out. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for coming to the show, and uh, as always, Ralph and James, glad to have you guys on here. And what do you have to promote, Ralph? Uh, I'd like to promote that Lee loves Bon Jovi. <laughs> hey, shut up! <laughs> uh, 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 that's awesome. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> uh, that's fucking great. All right. No. Anything else, Ralph? <laughs> uh, twenty-four-seven. Lee loves Bon Jovi. Anytime. Shut out. Check it out. <laughs> okay, I guess that's it. Uh, hey man, can I say something right yeah, quick? Go ahead. I, I thanks for having me on the show again. You know, I love you guys. I consider all of you my friends, and uh, you know, you're all really fucking cool guys, man. And you know, it's, right it's, on. A, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys, man. Um, I hope I beat you in person at, at some point in our lives, but uh, I do consider all you guys my friends, and uh, you're all fucking great. And cool. check out the Vieira Vault, the Ralph Vieira. Check yeah. out. Human 56. The guy is fucking fantastic, man. Thank you. And late breaking news, everybody. A future Vieira Vault is going to be the Pantera discography with James West. Oh, so don't oh yes. <laughs> We're going to make that happen, dude. Nice. Dude, we got to. It would be my fucking honor to fucking about, be on the Vieira Vault, I'd say, I'd say two weeks from now. I got a couple that more donated shit to do. And once I'm done with that, 
I want to do a, a Pantera discography with you. All, All right, right dude. Are you, are you going to do the, the Glam Terror, too? Because I'll have to start studying that. You know, right. I, I just really Cowboys. I'd rather do Cowboys. I like to do what you're, what you're, because that shit's in your blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowboys on, man. I could go off that right now without even taking notes, you know. Yeah, okay. Let, we're only going to do Cowboys on. Okay, right. awesome, dude. I'll, I'll start get, preparing now. I'll, I'll be ready. Like, I'll get, like, some, uh, some fruity guy to do, some guy that likes men to do uh, Glenn Terra. I'll hit up Lee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So let's end it with our tracks of the week. We've got... Uh, James with Bury Me in Smoke from uh, Downed. I picked uh, Talk to You Later, The Tubes. Lee picked Earthquake Guarding You. And, and Ralph picked Needle in a Spoon from One from the Road from Leonard Skinner. And then we end it with a Lee Gershman track. That was then. And as always, Lee, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Lee Gershman. Hi. Goodbye, guys. I love you all, man. Love, love you guys. Take really it easy. Cool.
Let's be free.
Trying to think, but it didn't work out. Life took its toll, ready or not. We wore our suits, became so chic. Never before did we peep. That was then. Not now, how can I tell what we know, maybe we will another day.
let us just dance being at play You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.